morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several of my friends this morning. We've got Mario, the man who ignited the Phoenix flame, the node defender is joining us. We've got the top crypto researcher in the world, AKA the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, back on the podcast. And today we have a very special guest, a former Bitcoin maxi that worked up to the best technology in crypto and now a proud member of the XRP army, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for XRP Jenna. Yes. Cool. Good, morning, up, crypto. good morning, Jenna. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing Bitcoin having the lowest circulating supply on exchanges since 2018. We tell our listeners what role institutions play. We've got some powerful statements from Tesla CEO Elon Musk pointing out the flaws of the current financial system and stating that crypto fixes money. Ripple is ready to capitalize on the XRPL development as they get ready to incorporate the metaverse, real estate, and carbon credits into the XRP ecosystem. And another on-demand liquidity corridor opens up using RippleNet. We watch as adoption continues. Our show is now live on your, or, sorry, our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we crushed that intro today, guys, but we have a very special guest, so I'd love to give her the floor. Welcome in, XRP Jenna. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and how your journey in crypto started? Um, well, you know what? I am actually not a Bitcoin maxi, so I'd love to clear that up right now. <laughs> but that was guys. cute. That was cute. I was like, did he just? <laughs> That's a bad word, Abs. Come on now. Sorry. But... Hey, I said proud member of the XRP army now, so I saved her at the end. Right. Um, but that is actually how I got into crypto in 2017. I think Bitcoin was at like 16, 17,000. It was reaching ATH at that point in time. It got me to pay attention. Um, and then I believe the following year is when I started to get into XRP and XLM. I didn't know much about them. I just started picking them up because they were cheap. And then really, I started collecting um, both XRP and XLM in 2019, um, mostly because I have a friend in the NSA and she took me down the XRP and XLM rabbit hole and how basically XRP was the chosen one. And we had many, many late night chats and everything about it and just so much research done. And I definitely believe that the SEC needed to lose a battle to win a war. And I think that's exactly what's going on with XRP. I do believe it will be the standard. And I also believe that XLM is going to have its place in the ecosystem after, you know, XRP. So, yeah. And, and I had a YouTube channel. It kind of got rugged. That's okay. We're, re we're rebuilding. I started again last week. But what I like to do is focus on XRPL projects. Um, I like to find out who's out there. You know, what projects are absolute garbage? Which ones are good? Who can answer the tough legal questions? Who's stumbling? Um, who's just in it for the art? Like, I just love to meet the people in the community. I love our community. So that's also what I do. And you mentioned something really important there. You said you had a friend in the NSA who tipped you off about XLM and XRP. So I know Johnny Crypto's not. <laughs> Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Yeah, my first question is, please tell me you got recordings. Please tell me you kept <laughs> No. And you know what? She doesn't even use WhatsApp anymore. She said that um, Facebook now, like, gets all that information. So she won't even talk to me on that. So we have to use Signal. <laughs> oh, 
So the first thing wow. I want to say, Jenna, is, um, you know, what, what kind of led me to you was, you know, when you think of this kind of space, the crypto space, it's a high tech space. Typically, you'll tend to see it's male dominated. And what was exciting for me as I kind of got on Twitter and started playing around, I saw you out there. And really, the depth and knowledge you had on XRP, I was so fascinated. I was like, we got to have her on the show. It's so great to see women in this space. And when you look at it, I was looking at some some stats the other day, and it was like 30 or 40% women are in crypto. It's freaking awesome to see it. That's uh, great. You wouldn't yeah. know it, though, because a lot of them don't speak up. It's very, very intimidating. And I will say I learned probably the most about crypto or where to start researching from Clubhouse. And like last year is when I hardcore got into the research phase of things. Um, but yeah, I, it's intimidating because you have guys around who have been in the space for a long time. You know, you're surrounded by a bunch of whales or, you know, traders and you feel like, oh, I don't even want to speak, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can you, before I turn over to Mara, do you have, so are there any tidbits or rabbit hole information you could share with us on XRP or XLM that you're SNSA friend told you what what was the, the thinking there or what were kind of some of the conversations you could share with it with our audience um okay so I don't know if she went really hard down like the Baba or Baba Cugs route too because yeah. she kind of got, like got into the whole Riddler scene for a while which you know I I do find really interesting but um just basically the XRP will have its moment, but XLM will reign supreme. It will actually be worth more than um, XRP in the future. Not wow. like within the next couple of years, it'll take time, but that's what she said. She won't tell me much. Right. <laughs> like, and of course we know wow. about the CBDCs and everything like that and their partnerships and everything. And um, of course I didn't realize how Uber was like um, an angel investor into Ripple. I didn't realize that about wow. Google and there's some other ones too. And I was like, oh, well, that makes me more bullish. There <laughs> so, we go. Jenna's yeah. dropping some yeah. bombs. You know what's interesting, Jenna, is you mentioned XRP and XLM. And here at the Academy with Coach, two of his biggest holdings, and he's been saying this for a while, XRP and XLM. So I don't know I'm if Coach has NSA too. connections. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> Right. I wish I could give you more. Although when you want to talk about the stellar rabbit hole, I know we have a lot to cover today, but you're going to need a lobster wallet. You can learn a lot if you follow Whiplash 347 on um, Telegram. And also like I found SHX, you know, that's Stronghold, which is IBM. And I got that last year, way before it even started to pop off. That was exciting. We solved a riddle to find that one. But you can actually type in different web addresses into your Lobster wallet. And you'll actually, at the assets that are underneath of them, you'll want to make sure that they're the right ones. That's hard to do. I know a lot of people will just throw like a dollar into every like one of them and see what starts to move and pay attention and see if it has liquidity. But then you'll start to hop on Stellar Expert, follow certain wallets, see what they add. Like it's a whole rabbit hole when I tell you, but you want to do that during a bear market, not when things are popping off. That's like for your research when you're bored. Yep. That's how I run Shitcoin Casino. That's awesome, Jenna. And I know, <laughs> I'm sure Mario has a question. So before we hop into our articles, I'd love to give Mario the floor. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really interesting. I, I just learned some really cool things. I didn't know that some of these uh, companies were invested into Ripple. So that's super interesting. And another thing I didn't know is that XLM is going to be this prom prominent winner eventually. So that's interesting. Got to gotta go down that rabbit hole. I took some notes. I took some notes. <laughs> yep. Yes, absolutely. We're but definitely I took some bringing notes. Jenna back. 
<laughs> Definitely got to bring her back. Go ahead, Boris. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. I'm, yeah, I, I got some research to do. Thanks. Yeah, me. it's fun stuff. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to dive down that rabbit hole at some point. But first, we're going to start off by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, where you get to interact with all of us from Andrew Cashflow to Jackie to Johnny, everybody in the group. This is the best place. So the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index, we're sitting at a neutral 48 today. We don't have too much news to bring you guys, but I'd love to give Johnny Crypto a chance to comment. Johnny, if there's anything you'd like to point out here, this is the time. You know, like I've been saying all along, when you see fear on the index, that should that replace the word with buy. When you see the word greed, replace that word with sell. And when you see the word neutral, replace that word with hold or hodl. And that's what I'm doing right now, Abs. I'm holding. I'm just waiting. We're already seeing signs of the alt season, right? Coins are popping left and right here. Unfortunately, none of the ones I got. But that's okay. I'm just sitting patient, holding back, just waiting because I know our time is coming. Uh, but, yeah, so right now it's just that huddle stage. The money's just got to flow, right? The money's got to go from one to the other to the other. As people make it, they'll bring it into the next one. So uh, I'm just just holding right now, brother. Just hold. And we showed a really interesting uh, graphic from the bearable bull where it showed that once Bitcoin dominance gets to about 60 or 70 percent, we'll see that money flow into the larger cap altcoins and then down through the rest of the market into some of the smaller projects. So right now we still got Bitcoin pumping. And in my eyes, I think that we're going to continue a lot of this bullish action, even though we're seeing a pullback today. So this morning we are seeing 2.02 trillion in global market cap. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 41 percent dominance, Ethereum just below 20 percent. Bitcoin having a slight pullback this morning. We were at 47,000 yesterday, and we're sitting just around 44,000 today. We've got Ethereum above 3,200. XRP all the way down at that 77 cent range. 78 cents used to be the iron wall for XRP. We used to talk about that often, and any Alex Cobb fans out there know about that 78 cent iron wall. So I'm looking for us to break back through and use that as a support. We've got Cardano at 111. Beautiful buying opportunity. Kronos at 44 cents. XLM sitting just above 20 cents this morning, and we'll scroll down to Hedera, which is sitting at 21. So before we hop into our articles, I'd like to get some comments from the group on what you're watching in the market during this time. Jenna, we'll start off with you. What's going through your mind? Oh, man, I'm really watching. Like, I've had those bags packed for XRP and XLM, but I'm looking at BLZ. It's looking extremely bullish. That's Bluezel and WTK, which I've noticed that people who are on the Ripple team um, are now over there, PayPal, MasterCard. So I don't know if that's going to be like the Asian XRP or what, but I'm definitely watching that one. And AVAX, I like AVAX a lot. Love AVAX. And we actually traded that a few weeks ago. I bought in because I was buying a project. And I bought it in at $68 and went to 90 bucks. So I ended up taking profit. I do not hold much AVAX anymore, but I was excited about that move. Mario, is there anything you're watching this morning? Yeah, I, I just want to give a, a little sentiment. So about a month ago, I remember we discussed the market and stuff. And I remember me saying that I didn't feel very bullish, but I feel like that sentiment is starting to change. We're starting, like Johnny Crypto said, we're starting to see a lot of these altcoins just kind of pop here and there. And there's a lot of indicators, which we'll be discussing in a moment. There's a lot of indicators that are kind of telling me that things could be priming up for, for a bullish momentum. Um, how bullish can that be? How high can we go? You know, nobody knows, but it, it certainly, uh, what I wanted to say is that a month ago I felt bearish and now I'm feeling bullish. So I guess this is the sentiment that a lot of people are starting to feel as well. So let's see what happens. Let's see what the market gives us. Just don't forget to take profits. Yeah. Of course, the only profit is realized profit. Johnny Crypto, yeah. go ahead. Remember, that's danger when people start feeling comfortable, when they start feeling bullish. That's the time where you mm. need to start feeling, you know, selling. Uh, but, you know, for me, Abs, you know, actually, thanks to Jenna, now I'm going to be watching XLM. And apparently she's got some of our fans a little <laughs> up, up and twisted here. 
you know, wondering how XLM could take over the world. But I think if po- folks listen to what Coach was saying, what Coach was saying, and I know everybody's like hooked on XRP, but he actually said they would coexist. XRP would act as the uh, banking rails, right? So it would act as the the interbank, bank-to-bank transfers. And that's where XRP is going to come in their technology mm-hmm. to handle that huge liquidity that's done by banks. But then from banks to people, that's where XLM will come in, guys. So that's kind of, you know, what we've been saying for a while now. And, you know, Jenna just kind of, I think, reconfirmed that, yeah, have your bags packed in both. Because, again, we don't know which ones. Well, now thanks to the NSA, Jenna's friend, maybe we do know that XRP <laughs> is the chosen one. Uh, but we know there's other ISO 2002 coins out there that you want to make sure you got your bags packed in all those apps. So I've packed them with XTC. I'm looking at that. But my favorite one right now is WTK. Jenna actually mentioned it. I've been packing the bags. I yeah. just learned about it not that long ago. The payment system and some of the connections and the leaders from that company are from MasterCard. So they got connections, right? And, and let's face it, in the world, we know how things work. It's all about who you know, not what you know, right, at the end of the day. So I like WTK. I'm starting to pack my bags with that one and Casper. And we actually got a funny comment. It says, Jenna just got her friend fired from the NSA. Don't worry, guys. The NSA does not watch this podcast. We're not that big yet, but someday that will be the case. So be careful, Jenna. It's dangerous out there. So we're going to hop into our first article for the day. We have Bitcoin exchange reserves are the lowest they've been since August of 2018. So on-chain data shows that Bitcoin exchange reserves have taken a further beating this March and has now reached the lowest level since August of 2018. This kind of trend can be seen as bullish for the price, as it may imply that investors are in a phase of accumulation. Now, here's a chart that shows the trend uh, in Bitcoin. As we see Bitcoin flow off of exchanges, we typically get bullish price action in the Bitcoin price chart. So this is something we're definitely watching. And we have a ton of news coming up in the show about large banks and institutions continuing to buy Bitcoin at these $40,000 price range. And we've actually got some powerful statements from Michael Saylor claiming that over the past 12 months, Bitcoin has actually just been trading in a range of 30,000 to 65,000. And right now we're in the middle. So it actually looks like a great buying opportunity. I'm not currently accumulating, but a lot of the big boys are. I'd like to get some comments. We'll start off with Johnny Crypto. Johnny, what are some of your thoughts on Bitcoin being the lowest rate of exchange, or sorry, the lowest amount of Bitcoin being on exchanges since 2018? You know, so I'm, 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 I come from the tech field and engineering field, right? So I love data. I love seeing curves and I love, I love using them to be able to make decisions. And this is just one of those tools that you want to use as you're making a decision. And then logically, it just says to you, if people are taking stuff off of the exchange and putting it in their pocket, think of it just like cash. You're putting cash in your pocket, right? You don't means you don't want to spend it. In this case, off an exchange where you would be selling it and trading it. So it tells me right now, people are like, no, 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 I want to sit on the sidelines. I want to hold. I want to wait. The prices haven't gotten to the point where they're excited enough that they want to have it on the exchange so they're ready to hit the sell button. They're not even thinking of hitting the sell button right now because it's sitting offline in, the, in a cold wallet somewhere, right? And that takes time to put it back on the exchange. So when you see that coming back on the exchange, now you know mentally-wise, mindset-wise, people are getting ready to hit sell, and you want to be hitting sell too. But the problem is the narratives are going to make you feel what Mario just said. People are going to feel bullish. People are going to feel FOMO. They're going to want to keep going in, and that's when the elites are going to be dumping on you. So right now, this tells me, Keep buying and keep holding right now uh, based on that data. We're going to kick it to XRP Jenna next. I just want to read one quote before we get her comments where it says, both the Bitcoin rallies that took place and took us to new all-time highs in 2021 were preceded by a downtrend in this indicator. So we only have 13% of the circulating supply of Bitcoin on exchanges right now. There's not a lot of Bitcoin to be sold. So Jenna, what are some of your thoughts? 
Oh, oh! I think she froze. Like we lost her for a moment. Mario, we'll kick it to you until Jenna comes back. I wonder if the N- yeah. NSA You're coming in and out, Jenna. Yeah, I did. This is one of the indicators. I'll okay. just jump in real quick. Cool. Um, <laughs> oh, we got her back. Okay, Jenna, you're good. I think the NSA interrupted that for a minute, but I think we're back. Okay. Yeah. You're good to comment, Jenna. I, I think that's what's happening. Okay, no, um, I think that maybe <laughs> the fear of um, a cyber attack or something like that, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. and that could be a reason why. But I have, a, I have a question. Can you see, like, over-the-counter transactions? Is there a way to see that? Because, you know, like, let's say whales mm-hmm. who are, like, selling 1,500 BTC at a time, and that's coming off their wallets. Is there a way to, like, track that? Oh, yeah. So there, Selman actually has an indicator. Yeah. You, there's yeah. a couple ways you can do it, um, but there are indicators showing that. But you can actually track individual wallets. There's, there's apps like Zerion. If you know somebody's wallet, you can pop it in Zerion, and you can actually see what it's worth. You can see what it's, you can see what you're doing. Yeah, th- that's the thing about crypto. There is nothing <laughs> hidden. If you have somebody's wallet address, you know exactly what they're doing. Um, but but they will have a special private ledger for banks and CBDCs where you won't be able to see them. But for now, yes, everything's public information. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, you can use you can use a platform like like Glassnode, and then knowing the the wallet address. So typically, OTC transactions, they don't really trigger the market as much. Um, you know, we're gonna see a couple of articles coming up of big Bitcoin purchases, and those big big Bitcoin purchases don't really tend to move the market because they're OTC transactions. But you mm-hmm. can certainly like you can capture the address and you can take a look at those transactions on on chain. Absolutely. Guys, and I just want to be clear. Jenna is the only Bitcoin maximalist on the show today, so don't come at us. It's just XRP, Jenna. I know the name can be misleading, but that's awesome. Listen, it's really funny to see us being called Bitcoin maximalist because I'm an XRP maxi. That's what I consider myself. And if you could see the T-shirts in my closet. It's (laughs) funny because I think if I own any Bitcoin, it's like .00001 because I had to get it in there to make a transaction. But like none of us own Bitcoin. It's hilarious. But we're the Bitcoin maximalist. I literally just traded whatever Bitcoin I had for some AVAX before coming on the side. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man, Mario. I sold all mine for XRP. Smart girl. There you go. They're really yeah, smart. So we've got another big, big Bitcoin story here where we have renewed institutional interest in Bitcoin spices up the long-term game. What's really exciting is we're seeing a lot of banks and institutions buy and hold their Bitcoin not only because retail is demanding access to this technology, but because they believe in the power of Bitcoin over fiat currencies like the U.S. dollar or the Chinese yuan. So the Purpose Bitcoin ETF, which is the largest e- Bitcoin ETF in Canada, currently holds 35,000 Bitcoin. And they've increased their holdings by 5,500 Bitcoin since January 22nd. So what does that tell me? They're, it tells me that they were buying the dip. They bought the fear narrative when the, when the story of, um, of the Ukrainian war came out. And they've been holding ever since. So we're seeing tons of institutions, tons of banks flood again. But it's great to see some Canadian institutions also bullish on the crypto market. So I'd like to go to Mario first here. Mario, what are some of your thoughts on total Bitcoin holdings here? And we've got banks continuing to buy at $44,000, Well, the market in history has shown us time and time again that, you know, buying the dips is usually a good strategy. Um, we keep hearing like recently, like, oh, you're, you're buying the dip, but it keeps going down, right? But what if you if you take a long term approach at, at the market and you keep buying these dips, especially when you see institutions are doing it? I mean, it's, it, institutions have the the best people in their team. They have some of the smartest people in the team, and they're able to 
analyze the market in ways that we probably can't. So if they're buying these dips and taking opportunity of the price action, then I think it's only obvious that we, we maybe want to do the same. You know, we don't want to listen to what they say, but we should definitely be doing what they do. And time and time again, we've seen them in the market just say, oh, this is not a good time to buy. It's going to go down or, you know, crypto is a scam. We've heard that so many times. And in the background, what were they doing? They were buying. So that's the way I interpret, you know, uh, a, a new story like that. And, you know, I, I got to address this because this, this cracks me up. So we talk like Bitcoin as utility. Now, so the way you need to think about Bitcoin, guys, is in a way it does have utility, but not utility in the way that that you're thinking in terms of a real world solve for, let's say, bank to bank transfers or smart contracts. <clears throat> when we talk about Bitcoin, all we're talking about it is as a form of storage, like digital gold, right? And, and the reason why we're talking about it and educating you guys is because the elites are doing it, right? And we've been saying from day one, don't do what the elites say, but do what they do. And you can track Michael Saylor's wallet and you can see that he's got 129,000 Bitcoin in there, right? So we're, we're saying that Bitcoin's only utility is the fact that it's just a store of value. It's just, it's a way to preserve your cash and hedge against inflation. And why? Well, go watch the Michael Seller video that we told you about weeks ago. He actually calls out exactly why. Because it's deflationary. It's practically unhackable. And it's finite. You can't. It's perfectly engineered money. So, no, we're not Bitcoin maximalists. But what we're saying is it may be the smartest place to put your money. Because if you put it in cash, guess what? 99% of it's going to be lost. You put it in gold, 2% a year inflationary, it's going to go down in value. You put it in land or houses, you're going to get taxed to death by your city. So what we're trying to say is, Bitcoin is just a place its main utility might be to preserve your cash. So hopefully that's clear. We're not Bitcoin Maclis. We're just saying it does have a potential use case here. That was beautiful, yeah. Johnny. And I think something else that's important to note is that a lot of these institutions average buy-in price is right around 30 to 31,000. So we're anticipating that being our new price floor. And even when we saw a dip back in February, we didn't get anywhere near that $30,000 range. We only bottomed out about thirty-two dollars to $33,000. So that was pretty exciting to see because if we did dip below that $29,000 mark, then our theory about the institutions buying at those levels and continuing to do so would be incorrect. But I'd like to go to Jenna X XRP Jenna next, if that's cool. I'm not yeah, sure if she's frozen right now, but the floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, I guess the NSA keeps tapping in over there. I keep getting... <clears throat> I can, yeah, I keep glitching out. Am I right now? Yep. Anyway, like what John, I think it's a store of value and I this thing. I know a lot of countries like look at the coding, good as gold. So it's fine. It's just not high enough ROI for me. Totally. Yep. And we, we talk about that all the time, right? We need $800 billion worth of money to flow in for Bitcoin to do a 2x. And so when you look at a lot of these large cap altcoin projects, to do a 2x, you only need about $30 billion worth of volume. So there is way more potential for upside. <clears throat> and that's why we're so heavy on the altcoins. But we've got one last Bitcoin article here where Terra Luna buys $230 million worth of Bitcoin reserves. Their reserves are now worth $1.6 billion. This is huge, guys, because a lot of these smart buyers are buying and hodling for the long term. And I'd like to say, if you're enjoying this content, please do us a favor and smash that like button. Show these guys some love. We've got social media's link below, XRP Jenna on Twitter. And the floor is open. I'd like to go to Johnny Crypto next. Yeah, again, you know, as I was saying that, <clears throat> oops, oh, I don't know what the heck's going on over there. Camera's all a little blurred. Um, I, you know, I think just, 
You know what? I'm going to try to fix this. Why don't you guys uh, hop over to Mario? Or We've got all types of technical difficulties. Yeah, they're really, stop us. You know, we should never have mentioned the NSA. We no, should never have mentioned the NSA. I, I know. I think that that's what happened. Jenna, since you're clear <laughs> right crazy. now, why don't we let Jenna have the floor? Jenna, is there any thoughts? We'll get some last comments on the Bitcoin talk today. About the Bitcoin talk? No, yeah, about Tara, Tara purchasing $160 million, or sorry, $230 million worth of Bitcoin yesterday. I mean, I guess they do what they want to do. Speaks for itself. I don't know. <laughs> I'm with you. I do want right. to say that although we're not, uh, well, I'm not a Bitcoin maxi myself. I am a, an advocate for Bitcoin. I do think that Bitcoin has its its position in the market. It, it it's the leader. It's what conceived in a way the technology that we know today as far as many other cryptocurrencies. So I do think that going forward and, and in the future, it will continue to be a dominant asset in the space, just like a lot of other technologies that came out in the past that a lot of people resisted and didn't think were going to be around. I think Bitcoin is another one of those. It's another one of those things that people say, oh, this will never be anything more than what it is today. But I honestly think it will. I honestly think that going forward and the more digital, the more um, the economy becomes digital, I do think that Bitcoin will continue to be a dominant player. And um, I was listening to uh, Pomp's, Pomp's interview with, um, with Chris Larson the other day. And even Chris Larson admitted that he sees Bitcoin uh, being more valuable than gold at some point, uh, wow. you know, in terms of market cap. So I really think, I mean, we know that digital is the way forward. We know that this is where the economy is going. And now with the Internet of Value, I think Bitcoin just has that lead way. Of course, there are other technologies that are better, that are greener. That's why I love XRP. Um, I love the company Ripple. I love everything that they're doing. But we can't ignore the fact that Bitcoin has the um, the store of value that we keep talking about. It, it's amazing how much hate there is for Bitcoin out there. I, I just I just don't get yeah, it. I have no hate, honestly. I no hate. I, and just I to like be clear, Bitcoin. Johnny, you are highlighting the same guy over and over. So there's not oh, that much hate. just one guy. Oh, okay. All right. It's just one <laughs> we'll hater. We'll shift away from the Bitcoin conversation. Let's go into our Ripple XRP <clears throat> stuff since we got XRP Jenna on the podcast. Ripple to create standards allowing complex NFT solutions on the XRP platform. So Ripple proposed XLS20 last year, which is the new standards to seek to, that seek to assist developers in creating more advanced and innovative NFTs on the XRPL platform. So we actually hold an NFT that we've brought to you guys before, which is Banana, on Ripple's XRPL. So that's very interesting. The Ripple's creator fund, which invests $250 million to help investors get started with their NFTs, was established in September of 2021. So just about six months ago. And since that point, they've had four thousand applications for metaverse projects music and entertainment art and collectibles in many other areas but what i thought was so important about this article is that it said ripple is planning on media and entertainment real estate and carbon credits are among the primary utility-based cases that it believes will be incorporated into the xrpl so i know jenna put a video out i think it was earlier this week or early last week about this exact same topic so i'd love to go to her first jenna what are some of your thoughts on xrpl incorporating nfts and what that could mean potentially for the XRP token. Oh, man, that's huge. Um, literally, I could talk all day about XRPL NFT projects, but um, I think everybody is anticipating XLS 20D. And it's really cool because you kind of get to see 
who the strong projects are and who's doing the best job building their community and creating like more of a use case, whether they're building a game with it or, you know, you're going to be able to stake your NFTs or whatever. For example, like we have one called Zerpcraft. It's awesome. It's built on top of a Minecraft server. You can go in, buy your land and it's an NFT that you're buying with XRP and then you can build on it and you can display your NFTs there. Now, right now, only people who are like founders and everything like that can display their NFTs, but it's really neat. There's so much that you can do. Um, I do have just a couple for fun. They're minted on XLS 14D, but I do think that Sologenic is really starting to um, pioneer this because they've been in the space for a while and I know that they're going to migrate to XLS 20D. But what you're talking about with the creator grants is huge as well, because if you pop on the Ripple website, you'll see um, like Clever um, Clever Gallery, and that's a place to display all your NFTs and where artists will be able to get royalties and everything. So there's literally so much going on. Um, I like Xtremes. I like the XRPL Board Apes. I like xpunks they're doing so much they have on xrp.com um great information education there literally there is so much <laughs> like i don't I'm even excited. know where to talk like i don't know another thing that we're watching is the fractionalization of real world projects we got a comment from i'm not sure how to say his last name but joe here where he talks about fractionalizing a lot of this stuff and putting it on the xrp ledger so in theory if i was going to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house we could fractionalize mm -hmm. that house and me johnny and mario could all get a portion and invest in that as a unit. I think that's one of the biggest advantages to not only crypto, but what's taking place right here. What are some of your thoughts on XRPL competing with Ethereum in the NFT space and seeing a lot of the volume on OpenSea shift over into the XRP ledger? Oh, okay. So I just saw that Ripple um, gave some money to someone who actually built a bridge um, nice. to be able to bridge over the Ethereum NFTs and everything. And I believe you posted that, Johnny, too the XRPL. And I'm like, that's what we wanted. That's what we're waiting for. That's what we need. So not worried yes. about you. <laughs> and I think that is huge, Jenna, the fact that that is going to bring to life. Um, you know, everything's living on Ethereum right now, right? So everybody's building bridges over to it. And, you know, mm -hmm. and then building that bridge so that they can bring NFTs to life on XRP, I think is going to be huge. And all I keep seeing whenever I, whenever I, I keep thinking when I see this picture is warriors, rise, get your foot together, let's go. <laughs> so all you who know, uh, the board XRP Apes Club, which is on XR, uh, is going to be on the XRPL once the XLS20 comes out, token, uh, made made an NFT of Coach as they have a partnership here. So, and boy, it looks just like him. Too. I always say if Coach was, if, if Coach was an ape, if Coach was an ape, that's exactly what he would look like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so no, this is exciting. I think for, um, I think it's really exciting that XRP, you know, that Ripple's realizing, hey, we got to play in all the ecosystems and all the areas, right? So they're building out side chains. They've got the they've got the the cross the cross border payment, and now they got NFTs. This is huge. Ripple's going to be huge, guys. XRP and Ripple are huge. Oh, it's to huge. the moon. To the moon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which they started so actualizing like castles and everything. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's, Ooh, cool. that's a good idea. We can finally own a castle. Let's right. Buy, like, I'm going to buy like one brick, one stone in the castle. That's my castle. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Crypto's castle. Johnny Crypto's crypto castle. I like it. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. I actually have a fun price chart to show here where we're, it looks like we're anticipating some form of a breakout relatively soon. This crypto bull XRP, he puts out very, very bullish price charts, but I do like how much data we have to go off of here. So that's pretty exciting. 
I can hear I can myself, hear by myself, the way. <laughs> um, so we have Ripple to unlock 34 billion cross-border payment market in the Philippines. This is this another, is another big, big update where a non-remittance service provider that leverages Ripple's on-demand liquidity from Australia to the Philippines has announced a partnership with Velo Labs to unlock 34 billion in cross-border payment to the Philippines. This is huge, guys, because we're, we're continuing to see more utility and more countries and institutions using XRP for what it was actually created for. I'd like to go to Mario first. Mario, what are some of your thoughts on this new payment corridor opening up? I think it's great. We keep talking about this on the channel, how just, uh, you know, despite the SEC uh, coming after Ripple, Ripple just continues to make the, these partnerships and, and their partners continue to just add more use case to the XRPL. Um, like Jenna was saying, I mean, it, she's got NSA info, so I don't know what she knows, but, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's we know that they're the chosen one. We, we could see what's happening. We could see the partnerships. So it's good to stay fundamental. It's good to be patient. Uh, we know that there's suppression going on big time and, and the time will come. I mean, that chart from uh, XRP, what was it? XRP bull or crypto bull? Yep. Yeah, I want to make sure I get his crypto name bull. correctly. Crypto bull XRP. Um, you know, he's been showing this so many times. I follow him on Twitter as well. And I see some of these char charts that he puts out. And, you know, some of them are outlandish. You know, it's TA. It could happen. The thing is, when is it going to happen, right? Um are we going to wait until the SEC case gets resolved until we see that massive explosion? Will XRP move with the rest of the market? We'll have to wait and see. We're waiting on that next catalyst. And what I think it's going to be is most likely the SEC lawsuit. But if we get some form of an alt season, I still anticipate watching XRP move with the rest of the market. And one of the things we always talk about is XRP pumps last and it pumps hardest. So Jenna, what are some of your thoughts? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I think that once it gets relisted and everything, um, I mean, I don't think it's going to stop to catch its breath at $10 if it's not even there yet. But honestly, it's just the waiting game. It looks like to me, it might be like June, July, where we start to have that breakout. But, you know, we can't be 100% sure, but it's definitely coming either way. And I mean, this is just the beginning. I can't wait to see what it is next fall. Like I'm bullish on like, I think it's going to be in the 200 some range. By then. Wow. And can you speak a little bit to how you're getting those price targets? Like, are you doing technical analysis or are you just applying like real world use cases to what you might get for a total market cap? So like, honestly, a little bit of both. I'm not going to say that I think that um, one day I'm going to wake up and a flip is going to get switched and I think it's going to be worth $10,000. Although wouldn't that be great? And I'm not going <laughs> to say it's just like 589. But just looking at different like TA charts and everything. I mean, I've seen ones where it shows like this year in the 10 to $13 range. But I've also seen a trend where it shows like it could very well be $230. So all right, anywhere from 13 to $230. I'm cool. You I'm really happy. narrowed it down there. We appreciate that. So we'll go to Johnny Crypto next. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Johnny, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> well, like I've been saying all along, there's really four main catalysts that I think are coming to XRP. And that's what's got, I think, everybody excited. It, you know, she's coiled up right now. She's ready to go, right? But those four things are, you know, when those come, and obviously it's going to be the XR, the SEC lawsuit, then it's going to be the uh, relisting on all the exchanges. Then the third one is going to be all the bigger, larger institutions once some regular reg, reg, clarity comes in, regulation clarity, <clears throat> you're going to get institutions. And then, you know, fourth, maybe the flare, which will be more of a small catalyst. But there's so much good news just packed yeah. into her waiting to yeah. explode. Right. It's like a dude that has a Well, anyway, I won't. Go <laughs> so like it, she's just what? Ready, to ready to go. So 13 to 200. Who knows? Maybe the hell. Maybe it is possible. Who the hell knows? So, she, so she's a dude. 
She's a he. Who nowadays need a he, he, gender, Mr. Potato, Mr. Potato, can't call it a potato. I have no idea. Circle, circle, square, <laughs> triangle. Yeah. Is it a male? Is it a female? It doesn't, no more genders. I'm oh so confused. Gosh. I don't know. As much as I love the gender conversation, we're going to keep the ball rolling here, Mr. Johnny Crypto. We've got our next article that I want to hear to Johnny's uh, comments on first, where it says Ripple is relying on the court's decision to determine this. What's the SEC's connection? I've got one small highlight down here where we have a quote from um, – I believe it's Judge Netburn, and it says that is why they must defer to Judge Netburn's interpretation and judgment. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, so I'm going to need a little time on this one. So here, here's the thing. So basically, this is, again, more delay and stall tactics going on here, right, where they're asking the, the SCS to delay to get more information. And so what, you know, what I want to what, – what, what, the way to think about this is this. You have to understand how – this game is played. And I'm going to explain it to you right now. All right. So I'm going to need a minute to do this, but this is how it works. You got the elites that run everything. Okay. Now on every buy transaction, there has to be a sell on every sell. There has to be a buyer. Okay. Now the elites know that they can't dump the top to other elites, right? Cause it's smart money. Smart money is not going to buy the top. They're not stupid. So smart money has to dump to dumb money. Right. And that's, that's the sheep money. <clears throat> so what happens is, when, when, when the, the, the charts start popping, right, and everybody starts feeling FOMO, they're running in. All the sheep like, bah! They're all following each other, right, running it to the top. The, the elites are dumping on you. Now, the way the elites work it is just reverse when they're buying. So what's the first thing that happened here, right? We saw that an SEC lawsuit came out. So that was number one. So the lawsuit comes out, and basically it, it's going to drive the price down, right? Broad, broad, when, the, when the lawsuit uh, came out, I think it drove us down to about 40, uh, 20 cents, right? So now they're buying up at 20 cents. They're all happy. They're buying us as cheap as they can, right? And now as they buy that and they're packing their bags at those lower numbers, they, they dropped this lawsuit, right? And that's what drove it down. So they needed that narrative. So they put a narrative out, drive, drops it down. They buy everything up. Now what they do is they keep this thing going, delay, right? Because they don't want us in it. Delay, delay, delay. And shake the sheep out, right? So every one of these, the more they delay, they're just shaking sheep out. They're shaking everybody out as much. They want to get that price as low as possible. So what did we see the first time? They got it down to 20 cents. Then mm -hmm. as they tried to shake it again, they only got it to about, I don't know, maybe 50 cents, right? So now as they keep shaking, they're seeing like, okay, we're going to shake this thing as low as we can, shake out the sheep and get it as low as possible. Now, once they see it's like bottom out, we, if they keep what we want to see, it's like a retest of 50, 50, 50, and over and over. Then they're going to realize, okay, we can't shake any more sheep out. The rest of these guys are here. They're for real. Then when they're ready, they're going to realize, okay, bottom's done. We can't go any lower. Now we got all the technologies and all the narratives in place. And then they're going to do, as you like to say, abs, switch to flip. And they're going to, when they, <laughs> so when they flip the switch, right, um, <laughs> you're going to see this thing skyrocket once they get everybody out. So that, in a nutshell, guys, is how the game works. The elites are going to use scary news to shake you out what i call the ultimate sheep manipulation shake the shit out of you fear you to death everything drops they buy it all up they get in and then they're gonna flood it with a shit ton of good news and i just told you there's at least four catalysts coming out so if you didn't pack your bags at 20 50 and 70 i, I don't know what else to tell you but that's how this game works in my opinion yeah. and these delays they're gonna keep going until the book until they realize you can't shake any more sheep out Yes, totally, Johnny. I completely agree. And something we always talk about here is executing our exit strategy, right? So if we do see a $1 big, uh, sorry, a $1 XRP, a $2 XRP, a $3 XRP, it doesn't mean the flip, the, the flip is switched 
or the switch is flipped. It just means that we're getting some bullish price action. This is something I fell into as an early investor in XRP was I was constantly waiting for the moment when we never tested these $1 levels again. And I really believe last April, that was the case. But it, as it turns out, we have these long-term consolidations after some bullish price action. I'd like to go to Jenna next because she's been a long-term holder in XRP. Can you talk a little bit to maybe how you trade or how you execute your exit strategy when it comes to this project? Okay, um, exit strategy. Well, so I got most of mine between 20 and 30 seconds because for the case. Everybody else, if dude, I want. So, I think what I'm going to do is, am I? Okay. I'm going to take my first gains. I think around ten dollars, and then I have. I don't. I really actually don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take some off then, and I'm going to be really happy. <laughs> like really happy. You will be really happy. And Johnny Crypto always says, this. "I need. He's I like, need. A, I need a better plan." I know, guys. <laughs> He's like, if retail is buying, if retail plans on selling at $10, Johnny Crypto's first exit strategy is at $9.90 because he believes that once retail comes in, that's like he says, sheeple or dumb money. And he wants to be selling into that because he knows at some point we'll have a pullback after retail starts to get bullish. So, Johnny, do you have any comments? I mean, at the end of the day, you want to set your targets, Jenna, right below where everybody else is going to sell. And, uh, and that's what we do here at the Academy, right? So here at the Academy, what we do is we teach, not only do we, we talk about crypto, but the reality is before we jump into crypto, we first say, Hey, get your mind, right? Get your mindset, make sure, you know, you wouldn't go fly a plane if you, if your mind was not good, or you wouldn't go shooting guns if your mind wasn't right. Right. Well, why invest your hard earned cash if your mind's not right? So we teach mindset here, but then we also teach exit strategy because I always tell everybody. Don't get into something until you know how you're going to get out of something, right? And it's good, Jenna, that at least you have a target in mind. That's great. Write it down. But here at the Academy, we've got a tool that's going to help you actually build your exit strategy. So you can you can use that tool to do it. You can look at coaches' targets. You can talk to us. We're all here to help. But that's really what you get at the Academy here is a community. You get a community of people sitting around talking to shoot ideas off of so you don't have to go this trip alone. And I can tell you, yeah. if I wasn't here and I didn't come into this, I would have been selling I would have been I would have been one of the sheep. I'd have been selling the highs and and no, I've been selling the lows and buying the highs, uh, getting feared and shaken out. But so that's here at the Academy. Come check our free Discord below, check it out. And if you like it, and you will most likely, then you can level up and join the Academy and be part of uh, you know, the internal discussions as well. As and always. don't forget to join us for the Freedom Conference. You can also yes. find a link down below and you can buy tickets Ooh, for the bro. Freedom Conference, which will be at the end of this month. You'll be able to see Johnny Crypto in person, the beautiful abs, and the, Ooh. what was it? The the Phoenix, the, I, li I lit up the Phoenix. What did you call you me? You lit the, the Phoenix fire, Mario. The Phoenix fire starter himself, the node defender, the one, the old super Mario. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's Maybe awesome, you can get Jenna out there too in Arizona. It's not too yep. far. It's not too far. That's <laughs> true. And honestly, every time we're in we're in Arizona, it feels like a reset. So I'm super excited to be back out there with you guys. And yes, Jenna, hopefully sometime soon we're all out there together. That would be that would be amazing. So we're gonna hop into that our next article where it says more than three quarters of central bank central banks are considering a central bank digital currency. So the report by PWC shows that 80% of central banks are considering or have already launched a CBDC. So some of the countries you've already seen take initiative in this area is China, Nigeria, Jamaica, Thailand, and Hong Kong. We've got some huge cities, some huge nations already using and implementing a CBDC 
before we even understand what a security is within the American market. So this all ties back to XRP and Gary Gensler. Of course, I'd love to start off with Johnny Crypto here. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts on more CBDC adoption taking place? And we've also seen so much news from China. What are some of your thoughts? I'm thinking we should go to Jetta first. <laughs> According to the audience here. Okay. <laughs> Jetta, for me. <laughs> no, oh my uh, God. Go ahead, Jenna. Oh, I I just am not surprised by like any of that. And I feel like that's why I love the ISO 20022 um, cryptos. You know, there's yep. that's what they're for. And we yep. know that's coming. So. I mean, for me, Abs, what I could tell you is um, I just wish we could get Jenna's N NSA friend here when I hear the <laughs> CBDCs are, are getting in there. I want to know more. But obviously, you know, there's no surprise here. We know what's happening. We've been telling you this here on the show. We don't hide nothing. We know that the elites are putting in a control system, control us, depopulate, right? Those kind of those kind of agendas. In 2030, you'll own nothing and like it, right? Well, the best way to do that is to control the money supply, right? And how do you do that? Well, if you can have everybody on a digital wallet that's directly connected to a, a central bank, now they see everything you do. They hear, you know, they can control what you actually spend it on. They can control how much they give you, right? So this is a very, very, I don't like this. I do not get excited by this at all. I hate the fact that CBDCs are coming. The only reason I have a, a little excitement is for, for this alone is because we believe we're investing in, what the hell is going on back here? The infrastructure. We're, 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 yeah, technical difficulties here. We do, we're, we're live here, folks. Uh, so in the, in the end of the day, the only glimmer of hope here, apps for any of us, because a control system is coming, is the fact that we're investing in the infrastructure that's going to control us, hopefully to the point where it's going to make us, as Coach Joyce talks about, generational, bring that generational wealth and help us to live outside the system. And I'm feeling a lot more confident now after talking to Jenna and her friend. XRP and XLR would have chosen one. So that's a good thing. Yes. And in our group, we've done a ton of ISO research and we figured out that they're going to start implementing this stuff in November of 2022 is when the rollover will begin. And a lot of these CBDCs and new messaging systems will be fully implemented in the banking system by November of 2023. So this timeline is going to happen extremely quickly. As we sit here in April of 2022, a lot of these dates are just around the corner. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw some bullish price action in projects such as XRP, XLM, Algorand, Quant, HBAR, a lot of these ISO and CBDC coins should experience some price appreciation from their real world use cases being implemented. I'd like to go to the node defender next. Mario, do you have any comments? Yeah, I'll just say, I mean, the writing's on the wall. We see the, the, the continuous ties that some of these cryptocurrencies have, like, you know, especially with those ISO tokens. Um, we see the, turn, the, the, uh, the connections that they have with banks, central banks, um, World Economic Forum, you know, we know that they're there. We keep seeing the World Economic Forum talk about cryptocurrencies too. So it's not going to go anywhere. Um, there's huge ties. You should be investing in some of these fundamentals. Um, the chat, I just want to say, the chat is on fire today. I'm <laughs> right. looking at that chat. There's like a mixture of Bitcoin is going to zero to XRP is going to 10,000. I am so happy to see that, that chat. And at the end of the day, I, I do want to say as well that Guys, like we just do a ton of research and these this is conversations that we before doing the show, we used to have on a daily basis, like me, Abs and, and Johnny. And for that matter, everybody else on the team, we used to have these conversations all the time. So now we just get to come on here and, and talk to everyone and, and have these conversations with the public. The only thing that we do know is 
because of the research that we do. At the end of the day, we're still speculating. We're just sharing ideas. We don't know if Bitcoin is the chosen one. XRP is the chosen one. We don't know if it's going to go to zero or 10,000. All we do know is based on the research that we do. So I just wanted to get out there. And I just want to say that we love everyone. Well, I love everyone, regardless of whether they're Bitcoin maxis or XRP maxis. I think this is a, a crypto space. And that's what I'm an advocate for. That was beautiful, Mario. And if you guys are enjoying this conversation, please show us some love and smash that like button. And if you'd like to get more access to us, everyone besides XRP Jenna at the moment, you can check us out at the 3T Warrior Academy channel where you get access to all of us. You can learn about what Coach JV is doing, what he's investing in, and how he's navigating this market. We also host many weekly calls, AMAs. You get access to all of us, and we'll answer all of your crypto questions, as well as teaching just so much great information from Andrew Cashflow to Jackie to Gonzo and Selman. Of course, we love Selman. But I'd like to continue our conversation here. Mario said we don't know anything, but sorry, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But what we do know is Dogecoin is going to the moon, guys. So we have a very cool article. And this isn't Dogecoin connected, but it is Elon Musk connected. So I have a video for you guys where Elon Musk is talking about the real world solve that crypto has for our fiat system and how unsustainable it is right now. So we'll show a couple seconds of this clip and then get some comments from the group. Here we go. Is an interesting approach to reducing the um, error in the, the database that is called money. Um, you know, I think I have a pretty deep understanding of, the, of what money actually is on a practical day-to-day basis because of PayPal. Um, you know, we really got in deep there. Um, and r- right now the money system actually for you know, practical purposes is is, is really a bunch of uh, heterogeneous uh, mainframes running uh, old COBOL. <laughs> so clearly it's a heterogeneous mainframe running off COBOL, whatever that means, guys. But what I did think was interesting is that he's talking about a lot of the flaws that the fiat system has right now. Not only that we can print into infinity, but that it's not fuel efficient, it's not carbon neutral, and a lot of these new systems are. So Jenna, you know so much about XRP. Why don't you apply some of that knowledge to what Elon Musk is saying now? And just tell us about what you're anticipating in the future of global finance. Um, well, first of all, do you really think Doge is going to like at least a dollar this year? Like, no. or that we should buy more because of him? Like, I don't think no. so either. Okay, and then I want to get into the edit button. But no, I mean, I don't know. Elon's obviously a genius. And I think that he's going to make sure that we're definitely doing like carbon neutral things. And yeah, I'll be honest with you. I have ADHD and I just tuned part of that out. <laughs> I love it. I have, I have guys, no idea what he said. I'll be I was so bored with him. Like, I, yeah. like Elon, I can't like listen to him for very long. Yeah. In I fact, I, I suggest he takes some of that money. He's got to go get a speech therapist or something. And I don't mean to be mean, but like, yeah, it's very hard to, it's very hard to listen to him. Although I do pray that he does bring the edit, but I think that would be a great thing on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, I think at the end of the day, again, it's just another hint to the fact that, you know, they're basically saying cash money is garbage, right? And what is this going to, what's this green new? And, you know, Michael Saylor talked about this. I think this is very interesting and people are going to hate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. He talked about Bitcoin and how much he loves it and how really money is energy, right? That's really what this is all about. It's just a flow of energy at the end of the day. And now it literally is literally that right it's literally just going to be circuitry that's moving bits ones and zeros from one place to another it's just a flow of energy and so and they're going to try to make it you know as carbon neutral as possible there is talk about you know some kind of bitcoin 
2.0 where it's proof of stake. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but we'll see. But yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it is, Abs. Is it's, it's these guys are just realizing how do I, where, what are the different elements of money? And if you think about what money really is, it's just fake, right? It's nothing. The real true value in exchange of something is bartering, right? That's how it started from day one. You know, I, yeah, I have some chickens. You know, I give you some eggs, you give me some bread, right? And that's how that's how the real world really works. It's an exchange of something that's value. And then somewhere over time, somebody figured out, oh, hey, let's replace it with gold and silver. And now let's replace it with fake, you know, you know, this, this mm-hmm. piece of paper is about as good as a dollar bill, right? So that's what this is all about is people are trying to figure out what is the new medium or exchange for value in barter. And I think we're going to find that Bitcoin is going to, if the elites keep bringing it into play, it's going to be there, whether anybody in our chat likes it or not, it's going to be here to stay. Totally. I'd like to go to Mario next. Mario, what are some of your thoughts? And I want to clarify, we were joking about Dogecoin, guys. I don't yeah. hold, I maybe have $200 worth of Dogecoin I purchased a while back, but yeah. I'm not super bullish. But if it goes to the moon, hey, I'm excited for you. Mario, floor is yours. Well, I think I want to answer the question that everybody in the chat must be wondering. Mr. Johnny Crypto, the XRP guy, has a land landline phone. Did you guys hear that? He has a yeah, landline. And I bet, I bet it has a – look at that. That's crazy. No way. Anyway, I don't even know what your question was, Abs. I'm sorry. I got caught up with the landline phone. So to be honest, I kind of lost my train of thought as well. I think there's an ADHD going through the air this morning because there, there's been a this has been quite the show. This has been quite the show. But honestly, guys, what I really want to emphasize here is that we're shifting away from our old fiat system where we used to transact value by exchanging paper bills or gold bars, which is extremely inefficient. Now we're moving to a way where we can exchange energy instantaneously from one place to another, and it's a global market. So we're, see- we're seeing a global shift take place here. Jen, I'd like to get some closing comments from you before we continue. Oh, man. Closing comments. First of all, I don't think that there should be an edit button. I feel like you should say what you say and just own it. I think Ooh. people like just get too offensive. So I think better things should be done. I think he needs to worry about the bots that are trailing us and the shadow bans yes. and all of that stuff. Also... I don't know if that's going to hurt like DSO, decentralized social, or if there's going to be a bigger push for decentralized social, or if Elon will just end up buying that and turning that into the new Twitter. Like, who knows? But I definitely like to watch that. Um, other closing thoughts. And do you guys think have you, if XStick will become the like new XRP mascot? I'm if not you're sure. Into the NFTs? Okay, I I think that that could happen. I think that's a possibility. So I'm watching that closing comments. Like I could say so much stuff, guys. I don't know. Just have a good day. I think we got another article right now. Yeah, you said something (laughs) perfect there, Jenna. You said something perfect where you go, one of the biggest problems on Twitter right now is the bots. And I've seen them actually hounding your account. Like we, we were communicating last night and underneath I got five chats and Elon Musk is actually aware of this stuff. So it's pretty cool that we may see some changes Jack Dorsey put out a tweet actually as well where he said, I'm really happy Elon is joining the Twitter board. He cares deeply about our world and Twitter's role in it. But what I want to scroll down to here is Elon Musk is not only planning on making an edit button, but he feels that one of the largest issues in tw- on Twitter right now is these bots, specifically in crypto Twitter, hounding accounts. So we may see some action taken to get rid of some of this stuff. I mean, that's pretty much all we have for the day-to-day. So I'd like to just toss to Johnny Crypto and get some closing comments. <clears throat> Well, first of all, obviously we 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 did a good choice here because we our audience is in love with Jenna. And by the way, so are we. Any any any, any female who's who's uh, loving XRP and goes deep down rabbit holes, you're you're you can be part of our team any day. So we love you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for guys. having me on board. We appreciate um, you. 
again, guys, this is super exciting. You know, again, as I say always, there's five. Remember this. Five. Five percent of the people in the world are in crypto today. That's it. Oh, look, we got Genesis to get it free. Five. Right. That means there's 95 percent of the sheep that are still going to flood into this market sometime between now and I don't know, 2030 ish or somewhere in that range. Right. So you're in so early. This is so super exciting. You almost can't fuck this up. <laughs> you know, you get into any crypto. They'll buy something because by 2025, I shouldn't say that because the reality is when regulation comes, we all know that a lot of the shit coins are going to get wiped right off. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And what we're yeah. seeing here. At the Academy, come check out the Academy, check the links below, come to the Freedom Conference. What we talk about is invest in coins that have real world solves, right? Something that's going to solve. Because yeah. think about it, guys. What do you, everything you do today, and I work for a company, we innovate, right? We innovate products to solve a problem, and that's a solution, right? You So it's no different here. You're invented, you want to innovate, blah, you want to invest in innovation, crypto innovations that are going to solve real world problems, like XRP, solving a cross border problem. Or smart contracts that solve something else, or tokenizations, NFTs, things like that. So look for those, invest in those, and if you don't want to do it alone, come check us out at the Academy, 3TWarrior.com. Yes, and I'd like to make a comment about some of the things I've seen on Bitcoin in the chat. So it's not that we're Bitcoin maximalists, it's just that we understand the real world store of value that it provides. So because it has such a low circulating supply of only 21 million, plus there's a million Bitcoin locked in Satoshi's wallet, plus there's over 1.2 million that are gone forever, lost in wallets. So there's such a low circulating supply. We're seeing all of these banks and institutions buying and holding for the long term. That's one of the greatest indicators that we're going to see some bullish price action. And that's why we bring it to you guys. Bitcoin continues to lead the market in 2022. And until we get some bullish momentum in Bitcoin, even though some may believe it has zero utility, it will lead to a bullish uh, season for the altcoins as well. And that's why we continue to bring it to you guys. It's not because we're Bitcoin maximalists. We just understand <laughs> the real world utility it provides. Johnny Crypto? By the way, for all of you who want to see Jenna on the show again, give us like a thumbs up in the chat. So I want to see what we got. <laughs> oh. Hit that Hit that thumbs up. Let's go. Hit that thumbs up. Smash that like button and give a thumbs up for Jenna. We want to say thank you to XRP, Jenna. I do have one thank more you. comment. Tomorrow, U.S. Treasury Yellen is going to voice her speech about crypto so we're going to get some powerful statements from Janet Yellen tomorrow regarding crypto, may, maybe how it's regulated. But I'd like to say thank you. We'll close it out here. Thank you to XRP Jenna. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to the Node Defenders. Always a pleasure recording with you guys. And Jenna, I'd love to give you a chance to just tell the listeners about your channel real quick and maybe where they can find you. Cool. Um, yeah, I, it's XRP Jenna on Twitter. And my YouTube is at um youtube jenna x media but you can just find that it's right on my twitter and i only have a few videos up right now i'm uploading as much of the old content as i can get back but any xrpl projects or xlm projects um if you want to talk let me know if, you know you're gonna have to answer hard questions so if you're a rug and it's a terrible project like i'm gonna let people know but if you're a good project you know good for you too so anywho um thanks guys i really appreciate you having me on the show it was so much fun thank you Yes. And we look forward to having you again. I know Johnny Crypto is a huge advocate, so we're going to keep bringing you back on the show. Hopefully we'll connect again soon. And I want to say thank you one last time, but we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. <laughs>